and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture, and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. It's gonna be May. It's May as we speak, 2022. This is my first massively not recorded podcast where I didn't do it three weeks in advance as I've actually got my life somewhat together, which is a rarity to say the least. And to kick off this somewhat summery month here in the UK, we're going to be looking at something a little different this week, with a creature from world mythology. Now, I'm purposefully being very, very vague when I say world mythology, because this monster belongs to so many mythologies in different names or descriptions that it's kind of hard to put these down to one mythos, although the usual for these kind of monsters is the usual go-to with Greek or Roman, but this one is really just too big. It's May too, so it's a perfect one for this monster. We're looking at the wonderful mermaid for Mermay, everybody. How exciting. This monster has kind of been touched upon in our previous episodes, such as in the Selkie one or the Sirens one, but this is kind of the weird middle ground between these two other monsters. The Selkies being very loving and family orientated, with the Sirens being typically very violent and dragging people to the depths with their enchanting songs. Mermaids kind of sit in the middle. They can drown you, or they can charm you. Which one is really up to them? Mermaids are typically described in the easiest sense of the word as half woman, half fish, the latter being the bottom half. They are usually either underwater, in caves, or if you believe it, in amazing castles and shipwrecks. Or they're sitting on rocks a little past the coast, combing their hair and singing waiting for sailors to sail along past. They can be found in all waters across the globe, so you might be able to see one off the coast of Old Blighty here, on a beach in Dubai, the mountain lakes of Canada, the hot springs of Japan, or the temple baths of Peru. They are literally everywhere. Obviously, they're aquatic creatures, but using their human half, so the upper half of them, they could survive sitting in the open air and breathing. However, they were not blessed with land legs, very literally. As soon as a mermaid was brought to land, they would start to deteriorate rapidly until they would suffocate on the air they usually breathed in perfectly. Now, they did have some really cool magic powers as well as being practically amphibious, including wish granting, their expert singing voices, the power to control storms, prophecy, shape-shifting, and possibly the most important, enchantment. They could enchant sailors just like their cousins the Siren, leading the men they fancied to join them in the depths below. They're generally considered omens, but they are both bad and good. If you saw a mermaid, there was one of two ways it could go. It would predict that either a horrendous storm is coming, they also could, if they felt like it, tell you that your journey was doomed, cause havoc leading to shipwrecks, However, sometimes they would bless humans with healing or granting wishes. It was also considered extremely bad luck to harm a mermaid, and it was one of the rules of most boats that you would not take one ashore. Most of the time, 
These would be beautiful, beautiful women, especially mermaids, as per the name. But there were a male equivalent, which were mermen. If you've ever seen Zoolander, then you'll know that mermen are also sometimes supposed to be really, really, really ridiculously good-looking. But actually, most of the time, they were hideous. They were very much like the creature from the Black Lagoon sort of looking, and generally kept away from people. Now, with the relationships with people bit, they could, if they wanted to, go off and be with humans. But as I said earlier, they would need to be in the sea at all times, so it doesn't make for a particularly happy marriage. And there also has never been a documented, in folklore case, of a child between the two either. But generally, the idea of a mermaid reproducing is pretty intense on the brain, really not sure how that would work. And there are also no myths on if they can turn people into mermaids. So the way that they reproduce or populate their kind is completely lost to us. So let's move nicely on to etymology now, as I've kind of run out of description for you. The word mermaid is a pretty easy one to figure out. It's actually an old English word derived from the word for sea, mare, and the word for maiden, obviously. It's also known as a mare whiff, though, in Old English. Although it is interesting that the Old English word for this monster is the one that most people identify as this creature worldwide, considering it's certainly not English in descent. Or is it? Good question, and one that unfortunately I don't have the answer to, I'm afraid. But neither does anyone else. The history behind this monster is actually quite unknown in folklore circles, but we do have a little guess, so please do bear with me. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I've covered a couple of other world mythology bits, and you'll know that most monsters that are world mythology usually have their roots in Greek, Roman or Persian mythos, most of these really ancient civilization myths. Well, this one is no exception, I'm afraid. It's believed that the myth around mermaids was inspired by the sirens of ancient Greece. And I know, how boring. We've already covered sirens, though. What more can I bring to the table? I hear you ask that, and I'm going to raise you this. Well, it's that. As much as they were inspired by the Greeks, most cultures made up their own mermaid myths surrounding their own culture, societies, and environments, localising it to their country or region. So the mermaid that we stereotypically know is that of the Old English or European myth, and that they're beautiful and wonderful, sometimes deemed unlucky, or you could wind them up and they'll curse you a little bit. But in other countries, other civilizations, other societies, it's completely different. And don't worry, we will get to some of these descriptions and names for these later. But we do know that sirens originally appeared within Mythos around Jason and Odysseus's time, which is very much ancient history, very much debated if these people lived or not. But mermaids appeared in European literature from the 9th century after the traditional view of sirens were kind of transformed from their bird-headed models to their female-bodied forms and given their new name, mermaids. This is where this new myth derived from and grew through the ages. It's said that even the legendary pirate Blackbeard was petrified of being cursed by a mermaid, so would actively avoid sailing through parts of the ocean where some were reported. So that's a fun fact for you. However, as I said, this is a world mythology monster, and it wouldn't be right for me to not mention some other famous mythical mermaid monsters from across the globe. 
The most famous here is obviously Selkies from Scandinavian folklore, Sirens of Greek mythology, which we've covered already in other episodes. If you've not listened to them, go check them out. But there are more we've not covered yet, so these are the ones I'm going to cover now. But you might have listened to this in the past, and I might have done episodes on them now, so... Ooh, freaky time future things. In Slavic mythology, you have the Rusalka, which are incredibly violent mermaids, hungry for human flesh. The Melusine in Central Europe, they were really peaceful and loving. The Jengu of Cameroon, who sit and stalk their prey. The Ayara from Brazil, or La Serene from East Africa and the Caribbean. Or you've got the Nino from Japan, who is hysterically more fish than woman. Really recommend you looking this one up. I'm definitely going to do a standalone episode on this. It's ridiculous. I love it. We've also got a few cultures that worship mermaid-based gods, such as in Thai and Hindu folklore. There is Savanamaka, who is a mermaid princess. Same in the Caribbean with Asaya, the mermaid goddess who works along La Serene. Or you've got the Korean and Indian princess Hwanoke, who lives in a kingdom called Naranda, under the sea, who became a goddess eventually in that folklore. So that's nice. Now, one of the oldest sightings is not a tale from the gods, but it's from our beloved Pliny the Elder, who wrote Natural History back in 77 AD, and he thankfully included mermaids alongside a whole bunch of other mythical creatures. If you listen to this podcast all the time, Pliny might as well be a god to me. He practically writes this stuff for me, the absolute legend. Anyway, enough about Pliny, we love him. The most recent sightings of mermaids have been in 2009 in comparison to 77 AD, and that was in Israel, where the coastal town of Kirat Yam offered $1 million to prove their existence after over a dozen people reported one jumping around in the bay. Obviously, that still remains unclaimed to this day. And the other is that in 2012 in Zimbabwe, when workers in a reservoir near Mutar refused to continue working as they had been chased off and apparently cursed by mermaids. This was so much believed that it was actually reported by the water minister in the Zimbabwean government. You could really say that's a bit of wet and wild, that one. (laughs) Alongside this, though, there have been a number of hoaxes, the most famous being the Fiji mermaid. This was exhibited by P.T. Barnum, the famous American showman, in London in 1822. Turns out it was a monkey skeleton stuffed into the body of a fish, which is pretty barbaric if you ask me. It also went on tour in America after that. This was quite a common hoax for monkey and fish. They were mostly made in Japan and China, but the common European fake was that of a dried up stingray, which I genuinely do not recommend looking up. It has haunted my dreams ever since. It's a horrible looking thing. I like stingrays, bar the fact that they killed my absolute hero, Stephen Irwin. But don't do it. Just don't look it up. They are nasty. And just to top this off, there have been countless studies into why mermaids just couldn't exist, including the fact that they have no thermoregulation, reproduction is a giant question mark, there are massive digestive system differences between mammals and fish, and generally... Why would they not have evolved into more efficient beings? We know we came from the sea a billion years ago or so, but maybe the question stands, were we the mermaids once? Now, how can we believe that mermaids exist in contrast to that? Well, there are certainly some really good ideas as to where this thought came from. 
It's said that old divers could have mistaken the humble manatee for the mermaid. However, I'm not sure how flattering that observation is. I've had the joy of seeing these wonderful, harmless giants in person. And don't get me wrong, they are very cute, but they are not the prettiest. However, they are about the same length as a person. They are considerably rounder and hairier and greyer. And they're also still referred to as sea cows. And again, not sure how complimentary that is. But more interestingly, they and their Pacific Ocean counterpart, the dugong, are part of the Serena animal species. The dugong actually means Lady of the Sea in Malay. How lovely is that? So you can kind of see the linkies to mermaids there. Nowadays, it's believed that most mermaid sightings are either dolphins or porpoises, as they are around the same size and they dive so their tails flip like the mermaids in all of our imaginations. However, you can still see real-life mermaids. Yes, I'm not telling you a lie. You can see the Ama in Japan, who are skin divers, and they have been hunting shellfish and seaweed for over 2,000 years in just loincloths. They are just women, and considered really a tourist attraction now in some places, but it is actually a traditional Japanese job, and it does make them look like mermaids. So have a look at those. Bit gross and only if you're really into birthing humans, but you could technically be a mermaid if you were born inside your amniotic sac. They're called mermaid births when the water doesn't break and you're born with it completely intact, like a little jelly baby. That's a fun human fact for you. Oh, and that's said to be super good luck too, so that's fun. If you're a mermaid baby, there you go. You can also generally see people perform as mermaids in aquariums now for kids. I've seen a lot on social media. You can buy purpose-built tails. I think they're made of silicone, but they're immensely difficult, heavy to swim in. And apparently you need professional diving experience in order to try and become one, let alone a good set of lungs. So if you fancy it and you're good at scuba diving, you might be in for a job there. Now, let's move very nicely on to current content for these aquatic ladies. For art this week, there are actually loads as they are so prolific. However, I must first mention that they are heavily featured in heraldry, usually holding an instrument, weapon or a comb. You can see these on the arms of Warsaw in Poland or loads of family crests here in the UK and actually quite a few university crests as well. I know the University of Birmingham has a mermaid on theirs. In actual art though, there's a few that I really, really love, such as The Rhine Maidens by Arthur Rackman from 1910, The Fisherman and the Siren by Frederick Layton from 1857, and most famously, A Mermaid by John William Waterhouse in 1900, which is just one of the most beautiful pieces of mythical monster art. Please do go and have a look at this masterpiece. It's in the RA Academy here in London if you want to go and see it in person too, I would highly recommend it. It is a beautiful painting. And I know I said it earlier, I've also published this episode during May for the annual Mermaid Artist Calling. So every year, thousands of independent artists draw mermaids all month in different styles, different types of mermaids. So I would really recommend go and see if your favourite artists are doing it. If not, just jump on Twitter or DeviantArt, wherever you get your independent art from, and search up Mermaid during this month. It is a fantastic opportunity to see some really amazing independent art. Also, fun fact, is that the Starbucks logo is something that was brought up when I was advertising this, and I will not stand by it. It's not a siren or a mermaid, 
and they say it's a siren in there. It ain't, it's a millicene. So there, I've done my research. Get out of here, coffee fans. In movies, we're going to move on from that. I'm going to end up getting in a fight with Starbucks otherwise. We have loads, as you can imagine. I've picked out all of these from the most popular so that I don't bombard you with movie and TV names that are completely irrelevant or, like, tiny. So we have The Little Mermaid 1, 2 and 3, Splash, The Spongebob Squarepants Movie, Harry Potter, Aquaman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Mermaid, Pirates of the Caribbean, Waterworld, The Mermaid in Paris, Hook, Peter Pan, The Lighthouse and Onward. There was also a really cool Animal Planet mockumentary called Mermaids the Body Found and Mermaids the New Evidence that was basically about a government conspiracy to cover up the existence of mermaids, all to do with some weird weapon. It's a really fun watch, I won't say it's good, but you'll enjoy it. For TV, we've got the Little Mermaid series, H2O, Just Have Water, Siren, Tidelands, Disenchanted, Baywatch, Monsterland, Pokemon, Charmed, Aquaman, Dexter's Laboratory, Rosario and Vampire, Family Guy, Robot Chicken, Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue, Once Upon a Time, Doctor Who, Fairy Tale, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, and Fantasy Island. In video games, we only have a few actually, we've got ones such as Kingdom Hearts, Cuphead, Insane Aquarium, The Legend of Zelda, Sims 3 and 4, League of Legends, Aquaria, Coral Island, The Little Mermaid Games, Mermaid Swamp, Splatoon 1 and 2, and Perfect World. My book recommendation this week is of course going to be Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Mermaid. It is far too good a story not to read. I actually got a beautiful copy when I was last in Denmark, and it is such a sad story. Certainly nothing like the Disney film. I really recommend everyone read it. Or if you're looking for a more mature story, you've got either The Fisherman and His Soul by Oscar Wilde or The Sea Lady by H.G. Wells. But for more fact, less fiction, I recommend Among the Mermaids, Facts, Myths and Enchantments from Sirens of the Sea by Vala Ventura, which is a fab book on all things merfolk, stories included. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? Oh, I did a little sing there. Now, I'm probably going to say maybe for this one. I am sorry, but at least I'm consistent, you know? I just think it's too much to say absolutely not when we know nothing about the sea. And I'm sorry, that is my response all the time with sea monsters. It's just a fact. But they've been written into folklore for centuries and by numerous cultures and societies throughout history. And who am I to say that I disbelieve in good old Pliny? There are just too many accounts and variations for me to give on a full-on yes or no to this one. But my compass points very much more towards the yes, even though I totally see the manatee dolphin myth sightings here. I have always personally believed in mermaids though, and that's due to the fact that when I was younger, being a lone red-headed girl growing up in the 90s and noughties, I was bullied to high heaven for my hair colour and the only saving grace was that most people's favourite princess had the same hair as me. It was, and still is, one of my favourite Disney movies, just for pure nostalgia, and almost like a debt of gratitude for making my ginger childhood a little less crappy. Come on, it was either her or Annie. There wasn't much choice for ginger representation when I was a kid, just let me have this one. Anyway, yeah, mermaids. Possibly, might be, maybe out there somewhere maybe part of our world. But what do you think? 
Do you think mermaids are in the sea somewhere? Let me know what you think on the Twitter. I would love to hear what you think. Well, anyway, I'm glad we ended up back under the sea eventually. They're always my favourite types, and mermaids are very near and dear to my heart, as I said. And I will fight you. I will forever be Ariel, and I will never not tell myself that when I'm floating in the bath, with my bright orange hair floating around me, belting out Kiss the Girl at full volume. However, I'm definitely not seducing anyone with that racket. I will confirm that. Now, next week, we're not really heading anywhere. How mysterious. We're actually looking at a biblical monster next week, which is the first time in a little while, but don't worry, other religions, we will get there. There are other religious monsters, I promise. They're not all Christian. This one's just very cool, and I wanted to cover it. We are looking at the infamous Nephilim. Have you been a sinner or a saint? We're going to find out next week, next Thursday. Join us then. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast, and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. But all of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk, and you can find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes. Bye.